Deal with it. We're all screwed up. Find out how to be happy no matter what is going on. Here's Tracy Crossley. Before we start today's podcast, I wanted to share some comments from some of Tracy's clients that have worked with her in both group coaching situations and one-on-one coaching. And to reach out to Tracy for a discovery session, please email her at happiness at tracycrossley.com. That's happiness at tracycrossley.com. Enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. It's been an amazing opportunity for me, so I feel like if I can make growth from it, I know anyone can. It's the best investment I've ever made in myself. It way beats a Greek holiday, and I love my Greek holidays. Welcome to this special edition where Tracy answers your burning questions. Hey, I'm live. <laughs> hey there, welcome. How's that? Is that better? Yeah. Okay. So what am I talking about today? I'm talking about emotional baggage. I'm always talking about emotional baggage because uh, my work centers around everything in breaking down emotional baggage so that you can live a life that's emotionally free, right? All of my podcasts, me doing the Facebook Live, my coaching business, the programs I have in it. It's all about building self-awareness because the problem is, hey, babe, thank you. Um, the problem is for most people, they don't realize that they have emotional baggage and that we're all, and I think I've said this before, like little robots, okay? Nobody really likes that characterization, but we really are like little robots. And the reason I say that is, we're so stuck in our beliefs and our patterns because we can't see them. It's not because there's something wrong with you. It's because you can't see them. They're there. That is how we are. It is a design to survive. That's what we are built on. You know, our bodies are built on, hey, I want to survive, right? And we wouldn't have as a race, human race, as far as getting anywhere in terms of out of caves or you know, into, let's say, communities. We wouldn't have been able to do any of this. So it served us well a long, long time ago, right? But now it doesn't really serve us too much to carry around emotional baggage. I don't need to know that there's a tiger outside my door because there isn't one, right? So when it comes to, hey, well, when it comes to how you are, imagine that you're a robot for a second. Seriously, imagine you're a robot, right? Well, a robot is programmed. You're programmed. So the deal is with the work I do, it's about breaking down that programming, getting rid of that programming. I've gotten rid of a lot of my programming. I don't have half of the things as far as patterns and the beliefs that used to hold them in place. I don't have a lot of that anymore. And not because I just took a magic wand and went, woohoo, I'm done, I'm gone. No, what I had to do was I had to get into deeper work. I had to connect to myself. I had to become very self-aware of what I'm saying and what I'm doing and still, I do things that aren't perfect. I will never be perfect. That's part of it. I'm not trying to achieve some kind of nirvana in terms of perfection and living idyllically, you know, on a rainbow or something. It's like, yeah, that isn't happening. But I get to feel good every day. I get to feel in touch with myself. I'm not cut off from myself. I know how I feel all the time. I'm not running from my feelings by trying to do things out here to distract myself or to get other people to compensate for how shitty I feel. I don't do that anymore, and I used to. So that's pretty much what emotional baggage does, is it really colors how you see the world. It makes you feel like you're powerless and that everybody else has the power in your life that they're going to change, or somehow you're going to force change with them. And it doesn't really work. 
I mean, it might work temporarily, but then you're always working at it and it's really uncomfortable. It's not fun. Nobody enjoys it. That's when you get cranky. That's when you start blaming people and thinking, oh, it's their fault. No, you have to look at your choices and why you're where you are. And a lot of it is based off emotional baggage. Um, and then you know, right now I'm going to go ahead and start answering questions. But what I was going to say is I know I announced um, that I have another podcast that's come out. It's called, Are You an Accidental Asshole? Yeah. So this is for people that have been called assholes, right? So a lot of us have been called assholes. And a lot of times we're like, well, I wasn't really trying. And then in some other cases you are trying, right? Because you found that's a groove that might work for you. But what you're really doing is avoiding yourself. So it's really for people that are avoidance. And I'm sure people that are with avoidance are probably going to listen in too. So I did two episodes that I put up yesterday. Um, they're on Podbean right now. And they're in or they're whatever, you know, put them in iTunes. And you got to wait for iTunes to approve it. So they're not through iTunes yet. So even if you do a search, you're probably not going to find it on there. But um, I'll probably post it later on here, like on this and then probably on my Facebook page. So if you're interested, you can check out the first two episodes. I'd love some feedback um, talking about infidelity and all that good stuff that comes with being an avoidant. Yeah. All right. So let me get to the first question. OK. And I have a lot of questions. In fact, if you've submitted a question, I apologize in advance. We had like, I don't know, 10 questions, 15 questions, and that's a lot. I don't usually get that many in a week. So um, we're just doing what we can as far as answering them. And I can answer pretty much about three of them. Okay. Hey there, Tracy. In a relationship. Oh, and I, I'm, what I mean by that too, I, before I start, is that I'll answer them on the next Facebook Live. Like I'll keep answering them. Don't worry. It will get answered. But it just might not be today. Okay. Now I'm going to go. All right. Woo. Get it together. All right. Hey there, Tracy. In a relationship, how can you tell if one person is more into the other person? Well, that's a great question. And the reason that's a great question is I used to ask that question every time I was in a dysfunctional relationship. <laughs> because what I would spend my time doing is analyzing my partner. I would always be looking for signs, you know, what they're doing, what they're not doing, what they're saying, what they're not saying. And I would feed all sorts of crap into that. And the reason I would do that is because I was never sure where I stood, right? And people usually ask a question like that when they don't know where they stand. Oh, is somebody more into me or am I more into them? So if you're not more into your partner, you're never going to ask yourself those questions. You're not going to be analyzing the other person because you're not going to have that investment in the relationship. If you're asking it right there, it says you're the one who's more invested. Now, analyzing your partner and doing all of that work is just not necessary. Although we do that because, again, it's a pattern, right? I've got to figure this out. I don't want to let go of this relationship. I'm really into this person. And you might do things like people pleasing, um, trying to be the perfect boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever. You may try to be that. You may do things that are totally out of your comfort zone and not toward a positive end for yourself but in trying to strategize to figure out what it is that this person's going to make or this person's going to start liking you more or is going to be more invested in you. So if you're doing all the work and the energy is going into extra effort and you're exhausted and underneath it all, you might be a little pissed off and resentful. I guarantee you are the person who's more into it than the other person in a healthy relationship. It's far more balanced. 
It's where both parties are feeding into the relationship to create the bond. Okay. Not one or the other. That's just, it doesn't really work too well. And a lot of people will spend a lot of time trying to do that. I used to do it all the time, right? Let me take that piece of the puzzle and jam it in there because I wanted that relationship to work. I was determined. I was into it. I need this to work. And of course, on a deeper level, I had to figure out why. Instead of looking at the relationship and going, you know, he needs to cooperate. He needs to do this. He needs to do that. And there I am performing like a seal in the circus. It was, hey, what the hell am I doing here? I had to ask myself these questions. What am I doing here? What am I trying to get? What is my deal? Hey, Janelle, you know, what is going on with me? And I had to ask these questions on a deeper level so that I got to know why I would be in a relationship where I wasn't feeling like there was a connection, you know, like a flow going between us back and forth. I didn't, you know, when you don't have that and you feel like you're pulling on somebody, you know that you're not in a functional relationship or one that's more evenly matched in terms of the bonds you have. It doesn't mean that everybody's giving, you know, in a healthy relationship all at once the same all the time. There's variance, but you don't doubt or think, oh, am I more into this than that person? You don't, you don't even go there. So that's your own stuff and why you would be in a situation like that. And that's something you would want to look at. Okay. I hope that helps. All right. Let me get on to the next question. Okay. Tracy, first of all, I admire you so much. Well, thank you. I told my husband if I ever get a, t get a tattoo, it will say, what would Tracy do? <laughs> Holy shit. I don't do things perfectly. So, you know, I don't know if you'd really want to do that to yourself or not. But anyways, um, because I always ask myself that whenever I'm in a situation where I want to run one thing. Okay. Yeah. Because I always, okay, I got it. Right. That's cute though. When you want to run. Okay. You can ask that, but I don't think you need to tattoo that. Um, one thing I'm really struggling with right now is how to stop caring about what other people think. When I have a decision to make, I'm afraid of making someone unhappy or angry, even though it probably wouldn't really affect them negatively. Probably nine times out of 10, it doesn't affect people at all. And we have this whole idea that people are expecting something from us. And they are when we're overperforming and we're overgiving and we train people to not step up into their own power and do their own shit. Anyways, let me continue. Uh, when I have a decision to make, I'm afraid of making someone unhappy or angry, even though it probably wouldn't affect them negatively. I'm trying to figure out who I am and what really makes me happy, but I'm letting other people's opinions hold me back. How can I get past that? That's a great question. Um, hey, Will. Hey, well, I, I don't know how to say Ulyana. Yes. Can't join the stream. Don't have an app on my phone. Only web. I'm sorry about that. Um, but I do see your message. Anyways, when it comes to how you're overperforming, right? Like you are on stage and you're having to please everybody because there, there is a fear of abandonment or a fear of some kind of loss, okay? That's why you do it. And you're afraid of maybe people seeing you differently. Oh, she's lazy or he's lazy. I don't know if it was a female or a male that gave it to me. Um, so that's one thing, right? Okay, so this person, hey, Jacqueline, is caught up in, I need people to see me as a good person. I need people to see me. And if that's the case, okay, then you have to look at why. How do you really feel about yourself? A lot of times if I need people to see me as a good person, then where I'm at is I don't deep down inside feel like I'm a good person. I have some kind of 
negative belief going on that says, um, you know, this is what's happening for me, right? That I don't feel good about me and I need you to feel good about me. So when you're tied into it like that, it's very difficult to go, I'm going to take care of myself and I'm going to figure out who I am. You have to stop doing things that cause you to be exhausted and angry. You need to stop doing those things to figure out who you are. When you stop doing those things, it's going to feel really weird. And I don't suggest doing it all at once. I absolutely suggest doing it bit by bit. But as you do it, you're going to recognize that, wait a minute, you know what? This really suits me. This doesn't really suit me. And what we find, you know, because a lot of times people struggle with, well, what am I here to do on this planet, right? What's my big thing I'm supposed to do? And we struggle with who we are in that. And the thing is, is that it's just about taking steps, taking action steps, having experiences, because those experiences show you, you know what? I really enjoy this. You know what? I really hate doing this, right? So we have to allow ourselves to get out of our comfort zone and out of like being a robot, like I was talking about earlier. You don't know you're programmed, right? You've got to change your programming. You've got to give yourself the opportunity to be a little scared and take a risk. And so you want to stop doing the behaviors that don't suit you. And yes, you don't want to run. You want to be able to plant your feet where you are. So this is the thing. And this is what people always want to do. They want to be somewhere else other than where they are. And if you're trying to be somewhere else other than where you are, you're never going to really know yourself. You're never really going to know what's going on. You're not emotionally present. So if I'm always trying to get somewhere else, like, God, I can't stand where I'm at. You know, I'm in a shitty relationship or I hate my job or whatever it is that I am not happy with. When I'm trying to run from it, it doesn't help me because then I'm just running, running, running. That's the pattern. Like a robot, you're running, running, running. And you think it's the outside circumstances that are going to make it better at some point. And it really doesn't because you're still you. And by being you, you're not even really being you, right? You've got all these things that you're doing and you don't even know if they're really who you are. So when it's too much, okay, when it's over the top, I am telling you, you can pull it back because that's where you're going to retrain people. And you can say to people, somebody's relying on you for something that really they could do themselves and you're overdoing it to try and make them happy so they like you or think you're great or whatever it is you're afraid of losing there. So it's okay to say, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. Um, awareness, acceptance, action. Yep. So I don't want to do this anymore. This doesn't work for me. I've been doing it because I want you to like me or I want you to think of me in this way. And I realize that I need to think better of myself. And so I need to stop doing things that make me feel poorly about myself. And if they don't understand, that's really about them. That's not about you. And you can say these things. It's very vulnerable to say these things, but it's totally honest. And once you say those things, you feel free. You're like, holy shit, I set myself free. What's up with that? Right? What's up with that? All right. Yes. Okay. Let me get to the next question here. Okay. I recently watched a video you had on YouTube about how to help and avoid it, but don't feel like you really answered the question. If you love someone and you see they're in pain, you want to help. That's a very human desire. You said it has nothing to do with the other person in that whenever you want to fix someone, you have to look at the benefit and how it serves you to fix them. Even though this may apply sometimes, definitely, definitely not always, it's not an answer to the question. Of course, you have to fix your own problems, but that still doesn't mean you can at least try to help someone else. So the question is, how can you help and avoid it? You know, when it comes to help and helping an avoidant or anybody who has an ongoing issue, okay, 
You can't help people unless they're helping themselves. Otherwise, you're enabling them and you're avoiding yourself, right? So does that mean I can't be supportive? Well, support is completely different than help. Hey, I'm here for you. You can talk to me. Hey, you know what? I'm on your team. I'm rooting for you, right? So I can give you a hug. I love you. I care about you. But I'm not going to solve your problem for you. And that's what a lot of people want to do when they're looking how to help and avoid it. Well, most of us that are anxious avoidant or anxious are always working so hard to try and help somebody else because we're avoiding our own crap. So oftentimes we invest in that. But it's the same thing like if somebody's an alcoholic or a drug addict or anything, like even a diet. I can be supportive of your diet. I can't help you with your diet because I'm not going to spoon feed you food and watch you 24-7 and make sure you only eat things that are on your diet. That's impossible. So it's the same thing with trying to help. Like when I had a relationship where, oh my God, it was like my fucking job. <laughs> my God. I, you know, I would read something or I'd learn something about myself, but then I would always put it in terms of, well, let me teach you this. Let me show you how this is done correctly, right? I was all about it because I didn't want to look at myself when I said those things. It's like, well, of course you need to know this information. This is going to help you. But if that person wasn't applying it, then what the hell am I doing? What I'm doing is I'm avoiding me because then what's my focus? My focus is on them and their problem. Is that a happy thing, by the way? People wonder why they're not happy. Look at what you focus on. Do you focus on problems all day, especially other people's problems that they're not willing to solve? That's where you cannot help people. I can't help people unless they're helping themselves. If you work with me, you are still responsible for you. I don't come to your house and knock on your door and go, hey, what's going on? You know, are you doing the things that we talked about or are you ignoring it? You know, and, and here's the thing. Even if I did do that and I go, okay, are you ignoring it? And they're like, yeah, I'm ignoring it. Well, I can't come in and move their body for them and then say the words for them that need to come out of their mouth or feel their feelings or anything of that nature. So when you think of helping somebody, it's not your responsibility. And if you feel like it is, then you need to look in the mirror and go, why the fuck am I trying to save the world? You can't save the world. You can help the world in one way. And that's by being supportive. That's by being showing up and being you. Okay. That is, if you want to talk about help, but that's a real gray area when you start to pick up the pieces for other people that they're not picking up themselves. It doesn't work. I, I mean, there's so many instances, like I used to do this all the time. You know, I had a business at one point in marketing and graphic design business. And when I had that, um, which was <laughs> uh, like 20 years ago, um, it was a great business. And I was driving down the street one day and I saw this woman falling in the street and it wasn't in like a great area. Now it's like a really trendy area of LA, but at the time it wasn't really a great area. And like, she's falling down. She's in a business suit falling down. Right. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And my assistant was with me. Um, and so I'm like, we got to pull over and help her. And my assistant's like, are you crazy? What are you doing? Are you joking? Cause you know, I have this weird sense of humor. She thought I was kidding. So I go and I, you know, I help her and she's wasted, but wasted, not like she was drunk. I didn't know what she was. And she's telling me somebody spiked her drink and all of this other stuff. And, you know, in this business over here. So I'm like going into the businesses going, do you guys know who this woman is? Blah, blah, blah. And long story short, um, 
yeah, I ended up driving her home, which was kind of freaking me out a little because I had a brand new car and I'm like, oh my God, um, please don't barf in my car. <laughs> I'm just being honest. Okay. Hey, Cindy. So anyway, I took her home and this woman is like, oh, she's, you know, we, we take care of her through our church, but we're ready to kick her out because, you know, her husband left her and the kids left, you know, he took the kids and she's horrible, blah, blah, blah. So I decided to hire her in my business. Yes, I did. So I won't go into any more than that. But yeah, I was rescuing the fucking world. That's what I did. So anyways, you can't really help people again that aren't willing to help themselves. But here's the thing. Like I said at the beginning, I've got, are you an accidental asshole? It is made for people that are really avoidant because there are certain things that avoidance do that we all sit and shake our finger at like, you are an asshole. You're doing this. Well, you know, a lot of what motivates people to be an asshole isn't necessarily they want to be one unless they find that that shoe fits for getting them out of feeling anything emotionally deep. Like they're avoiding themselves big time, right? To be an avoidant, you got to avoid yourself. But when you do that, of course, and you're trying to be an asshole, it's just like somebody who's trying to win everybody over by being a perfect person. It's the same kind of shit. It's just different. It comes out different. And then there are those who are, you know, having anxiety attacks and going, oh my God, I can't handle being in a relationship or what have you. It's that they're on the, you know, on another spectrum, right? They're anxious. They're like, Ugh. so they talk to you once a week or they talk to you once a month or whatever, you know, and then you're sitting around talking to your friends going, I can't believe this asshole doesn't call me or where is this asshole? And your friends are like, dump this asshole, right? I mean, I can go on and on anyways. So I created a podcast for the people that are interested in that. And um, it's on Podbean right now and it's being approved by iTunes. Hopefully I'll know soon anyway. Um, but other than that, guys, I am done. I'm done for the day. So I hope that was helpful. And um, uh, yeah, that'll be about it. <laughs> I think I need more sleep. All right, you guys take care. Bye-bye. To find out more about Tracy and her podcast, visit tracycrossley.com. That's where you can sign up for her newsletter and information session and find out more about her courses and programs. The address again is tracycrossley.com. If you like the podcast, please leave a five-star review on iTunes so that more people can find it.